Okay, here we go. John chapter 14. I'm going to try to stay in my seat when I'm teaching this one here. This is probably one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. Um, Jesus really starts to take his teaching here to the next level. Um, and he just starts off, man, just hammering. Most of this whole chapter is going to be Jesus' words, speaking, teaching, and explaining. So pay attention. Grab your Bible. Read along with me. Um, sit down. Take notes. And in this, if you feel Jesus knocking on your heart, um, you know, this applies to you. Um, so let's begin chapter 14. Um, Jesus starts off by saying, don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am going. And you know the way to where I am going. I love that beautiful promise right there, man. That is a stronghold. If you are a believer, the stronghold of Christ returning. If he doesn't return in our lifetime, I hope he does. Um, I enjoy life. I love every minute here with my family. Um, but if Christ came back right now, I would be electrified. Um, but Jesus gives us this promise. He said, don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. Trust in me. Trust in my Father, God. And I am going to prepare a place for you. My Father's home. That's heaven. God's home. The earth is his footstool. Heaven is his home. Um, and he will come back. He's coming back for his true believers who remain faithful. The key is, guys, it's not about being successful. Remember this. It's not about doing some big flashbang thing. The key is to remain faithful in your service and in your private life. That is the key, guys. Remaining faithful to Christ, unblemished by the world. Verse 5. Or, or, let me back up a little bit. Jesus saying, you know the way to where I'm going. And no, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know the Father, who the Father is. From now on, you do know him, and you've seen him. Jesus gives this awesome correlation of, of him and God. They're, they're one. And it's kind of, you know, kind of my understanding of it is, do I understand it fully? No, I don't. I'd be lying if I told you I did. But all I could tell you is I believed it. I, I fully accepted, surrendered to it. And I can feel and know it's actively working in my life. It's Jesus Christ manifesting himself through the Holy Spirit in my life. Okay. So, Having said that, Jesus gives this wonderful depiction of, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He says it several times. We've already heard it through the book of John. Um, it's a repeating correlation. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Okay, from now on, he says, don't say it again. He says, now that you've seen me, you know him too. 
he said. And, and going back to verse 6, Jesus said that he's the way to God, okay? And we're not getting to heaven unless it's through Jesus. So Jesus has to open the door and allow us into heaven, okay? So we have to live a life worthy of him. Um, powerful stuff, man. Let's, uh, let's carry on here. Um, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Still asking. Um, Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. See, Jesus is trying to just convince them, you know, if you can't believe that God is with me, God is in me, then at least believe because of the miracles I've done. He's trying to lure him and and get him and convince him, you know, that him and the Father are one and show this depiction. It kind of reminds me like, you know, with my son, as my son grows up, he's going to be a representation of who I am. And when my son goes somewhere, a piece of me is going to be with my son because I raised him. Um, so, so Jesus, that's kind of the idea. That's the picture I hold on to that helps me to understand the correlation that Jesus is making between him and his father. Um, the same thing could be said between a daughter or, you know, a mother and a daughter. Um, now that's if you come from a godly family and you were instilled the values, morals, given the attention, you know, you, I'm, I'm speaking from somebody who has been properly raised and given the love and affection that they, they need. Um, I wasn't given that. So, you know, of course I search for that and sex and drugs, all kinds of different forms, but you know, Jesus is making that direct connection with him and God. Um, verse 12, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I do. And even greater because I am going to the Father. You can ask anything in my name and I will do it. So that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me anything and I'll do it. See, verse 12, Jesus said, You'll do the same works as me. You'll do the good things I do. That's what Jesus is saying here. He's saying you're going to do greater works because you're going to live longer than me. See, Jesus only lived 33 years on the earth. And, and his time was limited here. But Jesus is saying you're going to go on and live a long life. You know, the Bible teaches that if we honor our father and mother, and, and we will life will go well with us and we'll live long in the land. That's a promise in the Bible. You know, so... Jesus is telling us we're going to do good things, you know, and I've seen it, man. I've, I've seen Christ very alive and active in my life and through my life, um, engaging with people, accelerating other people, helping people. Um, that's what I live for. That's what I breathe for. And it's not me doing it. It's Christ in me. Um, I don't have the capability to do that, you know, but that's just a life that has came into contact with Christ. And, you know, I, I, I bear witness to Christ in me, the hope of glory. 
Um, so verse 15, I know I'm getting very passionate, man. I, I love this stuff, man. And this, this just gets really awesome, man. And this right here, it's going to get amazing. Verse 15, if you love me, obey my commandments. I'm going to stop right there. If you love me, obey my commandments. Okay, what's the commandment? Go right back to the chapter before, chapter 13, verse 34. You'll see the commandment Jesus gave. He said, love each other. That's what Jesus said. That's the new commandment. He said, love God, love your neighbor. That's what his commandment is, love yourself. Okay? And he says, when you obey that commandment and you ask the Father, he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. See, he's going to give you the Holy Spirit that will lead you in all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Okay, Jesus is instructing his disciples. Okay, so keep the scripture in context here. Jesus is talking to his disciples right here, telling his disciples right now that the, the Holy Spirit is with you, but later he'll be in you. And Jesus talks about leading into the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. If you back up to verse six, Jesus said he is the truth. So Jesus is the Holy Spirit as well. Guys, he makes this connection that Christ, God, and the Holy Spirit, they're all one. They're all one. It's, it's, some, it's an amazing supernatural. Um, it's just a crazy, it's a hard concept to understand with your natural mind. But once you experience it, it becomes real. You know, so you have to have that experience. Um, but it says... Here that the world, people people can't receive them because they aren't looking for them. You know, it's kind of like if you lost your car keys in your house, you know, you're only going to find them when you look for them. You know, if you walk into your house, you're not just going to, you know, go straight to your keys. But when you look for them, when you focus in, you you concentrate, you, you dig around, when you look for something, you'll find it. You know, and so that's what Jesus is saying here. They ain't even looking for me. They don't want me, you know, and I'm going to go on verse 18. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. See, there it is right there, guys. It's, it's just this amazing promise. Jesus is just giving us awesome stuff to really stand on here and, and believe. Um, you know, he says that, you know, I, I live and you live with me. 
in, in that those who accept my commandments and obey them. There's an important word right there, obedience. You know, if you, if you say you love him, your life should match what you're saying. You know, and if it doesn't, you don't truly love him. So there, it takes honesty and it takes self-awareness. You really have to watch your life and pay attention. Um, because if you're not living a good life, if you're doing things secretive and you're you're manipulating and lying and hiding and and doing shady behavior, that is not Christ. Okay, so I just want to say that that if you love people, you will be true to them. You'll tell them the truth. Um, you know, and it's you'll know, you'll know because Christ is does a great job at revealing Himself. Uh, to his true believers. Um, he's done it definitely with me and continues to. Um, now, if I were to make a conscious decision to go and have an affair on my wife or, you know, live a greedy life and begin searching out worldly things and materialism and, you know, success and achievement and, you know, trying to build a name for myself, I believe Christ would forsake me because I'm not obeying his commandment. Because um, Christ calls us to be a servant and a lover of people. And he wants us to help other people, develop other people. That's the key component. Um, and you, yeah, uh, verse 22, Judas said to him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large? Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them. I want to stop right there because that's very important right there. You know, Judas asked Jesus a great question. Why are you only revealing yourself to us and not the whole world? Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. That's in our hearts. Verse 24, anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. And remember, my words are not my own. What I am telling you is from the Father who sent me. I am telling you these things now while I am still with you. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative... That is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Verse 27. I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace that I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Remember that. What I told you, I am going away, but I will come back to you again. If you really love me, you would be happy that I am going to the Father who is greater than I am. I have told you these things before they happen, so that when they do happen, you will believe. Man, I love this Jesus just pouring it on right here. He, he's talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's a representation of who Jesus is that's going to be with us as believers it's going to teach us, it's going to remind us, and it's going to help us 
continue to be planted, rooted in Christ. Man, this is great. You know, and I have definitely experienced this um, Holy Spirit experience, and it works in my life. Um, it's helped me develop uh, problem-solving skills, you know, coping mechanisms, man. Just uh, It's really helped me with my, my mental capability, um, physical well-being, um, just so many different aspects that I had no idea prior to meeting Christ how to resolve conflict. And, you know, you talk about this peace, the gift Jesus gave, he said, peace of mind and peace of heart. Man, I have that peace. I have that peace so deeply rooted inside of me. I don't need anything new. To Nothing improves or takes away from the quality of my life anymore whatsoever. Nothing. It is one gauge. It is, you know, it's dialed in. It's acceleration. It's consecration, man. It's it's glory. And that's this this experience of the Holy Spirit, man. This is not me and this is not my life. You know, this is an incredible gift of goodness. Um, verse 30. I don't have much more time to talk to you, Jesus said, because the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me, but I will do what the Father requires of me so that the world will know that I love the Father. Come, let's be going. So Jesus is saying, Satan is coming to take his life, but he doesn't have the power over him. Jesus is actually giving his life, um, and we'll learn more about that coming up. Um, wow, guys, that's man, that's a power-packed chapter fourteen in John, the Gospel of John, right there. Um, and and if you feel that nudge of Christ, you know, and that obedience is so important to prove your love. You know, obedience proves love. You know, I remember back when, you know, I was in my addiction with alcohol, and um, my wife would ask me questions and. I don't really truly believe I truly loved my wife because I lied to my wife and I didn't I didn't reveal things to my wife. You know, I wanted to love her. I would tell her sorry, but it was really only because I got caught uh for what I was doing or, you know, but I really truly started to love my wife and love my kids um when I began when when of course when I laid it all down, but um when I began to obey Jesus Christ, man, is is when I got this Holy Spirit. You know, it was I think it was about the six month mark after, you know, Jesus revealed himself to me in a very powerful way. You know, my mind understood it. Um, my heart definitely understood it way more. Um, and I knew it was time. The pain had overcome the fear to change. Um, and I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. And uh, from that day, you know, of course, I invested the first, you know, year to his teaching and reading of the word of God and, you know, private in somewhere along the line, about the four to six month mark, something really shifted. And I believe it was the Holy Spirit because Christ seen the sincerity that I wanted to serve him with my life. Um, and, and I, I wanted to obey the things he was doing and I was trying to put them into practice. You know, of course it's learning because it's a whole nother life to live unselfish and, 
you know, put others before yourself and always, you know, be on the hunt to help people and look out for people. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a transformation that takes time, you know, but somewhere along the lines, um, obedience lined up with my love for Christ. And I think that's where, you know, the, you know, he talks about the advocate that will teach us, remind us and, and help us because we need help guys. I'll always need help, no matter what I think about myself, you know, sometimes I think I'm smarter than I am, and I I know when I sit down and think things through, you know, I think I'm faster, better, stronger than other people, but, you know, Christ in me helps me bring that um, back to realization and, and, you know, examine myself, Um, but, you know, I want to encourage you, man, to, to... Get curious about knowing Jesus. Get your Bible out. Spend some quiet time with them and watch the miracle that takes place in your life. They will go from words on a page to a real experience in your life. Um, And that's what I'm hoping. That somewhere along the line that you pick up a desire for, for an awesome relationship. Man, it's eternity here. You know, if you go back to the first verse... And John, (laughs) Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Death has no sting on a believer. If you're a true believer, you're never going to experience death. To be absent from this body, this physical body, to be present with the Lord Jesus Christ. I know him well. I cannot wait for that experience. Um, But I'm going to... I'm going to close out 14. Otherwise, I'm going to keep rambling. But man, I I just want to say I love you. I love you because... You love studying God's word, and uh, let's continue to learn together, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and um, thank you.